1: plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
2: Parkinson's Spiegel taking the day off today starting the new year right allowing us to hang out with uh, you guys Gabe Ramirez Mark Grody G&G Double G well we didn't get uh, Chuck Swirsky to say that again. We're really trying to force it though. if we We're gonna. It's just have because it was in the it. system. Let's be very clear. And nobody can find it. And 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 I'll throw studs under the bus. Ah, this is gonna be like a clip that gets played later on in some other right. show. That's, day that's part. what T and I thought. Yeah, that's what Gabe and I thought. And then well, nothing well, because studs is like, oh, it wasn't me, or I don't know where it's at. And then we went to go look back. It was stud. We thought it was Tyler Buterball doing it, yeah. but he said he never worked the show. with us before. the
3: greatest mystery at the radio station since Les Grobstein dumped the coffee <laughs> over in the break room. So you know that was we obviously the- taken care of. But but now we want to know. We we have the greatest
2: drop that we that, that the our, us we can have as a duo. And we can't find it.
3: Maybe the drop actually sucks, and they're protecting us. Like
2: maybe the, no, God, just just don't Damn. just act like you don't know where it is because like, hey, it's really stupid. It's one first name, one last name. It's not working, and Gabe it, and it, Grody. It's not.
3: He did say he did, Chuck Swirsky came he, first time that he and I had Chuck on when you and I were hosting the other. Right. Chuck comes on and right oh G and G I love it G and G to the right right yeah that's right and we we're like yeah that's awesome he did the thing. That sometimes guys do for and then nobody, no, nobody because we're brought it are the bottom back. of the total. Right. Nobody, nobody cares, one saved it in the, the, pro- the producers don't care, nobody cares except for Gabe and I.
2: And here we are six months later. And yep, have think. let's All talk right. bears. Uh, we get to continue to talk about bears though. And joining us on the circuit resort and casino hotline, home of the world's largest sports book, Mark Potash hanging out with us today. What's up, potsy
4: Hey, Gabe, how you doing? Mark, how you guys
2: doing? Mark just looked at me crazy when I said that, but I heard I heard Aunt Heron said saying it before calling him Potsy, so I figured like I'm in the circle now.
3: No, this was because the last time oh. you and I had Potsy on, you were talking about how I don't know, man, it felt kind of weird. I called him Potsy, <laughs> and so <laughs> that it just remembered. I just remember. So now I made I'm it in. awkward. I'm yeah, sorry. It's okay, I'm, sorry. I'm
2: in right
3: now. You're a Potsy. <laughs> That's because you're a Potsy, right? Potsy. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't have it any other me. way.
2: Uh, Mark, yeah. uh, how do you feel about this seven for twenty one seventy five yard performance? From Justin Fields yesterday.
4: Well, you know, I don't know what to make of it because it's kind of similar to some earlier performances, like performances he had last year and earlier this year. But since then, if you think about it, he's ever he's been uh, he's been very accurate. Uh, Justin Fields has been very accurate, so this is a this is a little bit different. This is uh, this you could at least pass off as kind of an anomaly. I think he's been averaging something like sixty over sixty percent, sixty five percent of his pass has been completing. His, uh, you know, that uh, 65% of his passes, you know, the last eight weeks or so. And um, so this is a big difference instead of just like, you know, more of the same like last year, this time, or earlier this year. So I'll be honest, I don't know what to make of it. I guess I'd like to think it's a one-off and that uh, I have no idea why they couldn't pass against the you know, one of the worst pass defenses in the, N- in the NFL. That's a little bit of a red flag to me. But as far as uh, Justin Fields goes, He's been good enough. Uh, Now he has not been prolific, of course, but he's been very efficient and this is a big departure from that. But again, it's one game. So um, so no, strangely I don't know what to make of it, but I, I don't. I, I guess I, I, I don't see it as uh, anything kind of defining thing. Just because he's been consistently accurate, and, 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 and his his accuracy has improved from the very beginning of the year. So uh, so I, I so I think it's just I think it's just a, one of those you know uh, just a bad week for the offense.
3: Do you think in the big picture that it is still possible for us to think of Justin Fields as eventually being a guy who? say, averages 250 yards throwing per game?
4: Yeah, I think, well, we we don't know that, but I think he can be, but I don't think he's proven anything that he will be, uh, to tell you the truth, because I don't think he's just, he just hasn't had the weapons to do that, and that includes, like, an offensive line that can block for him. And uh, and a lot of that is on him, And, and so it's, you know we're at a point now. It's we're kind of a almost like a little bit of no man's land with him. Where yeah, he's absolutely going to be the guy they build around in the off season. He's their franchise quarterback. But it's not like Justin Herbert after his rookie year, where you knew that you knew exactly what you had. It's just a matter of of just enhancing all his skills. With Justin Fields, the Bears still don't know if he will be that guy. I, I, so I guess like, he can be, but do we have evidence that he will be? Not very much. Yeah, it gets really it gets, maybe
3: not at all. Sorry, it, it gets really tricky. And I, I asked you that because we've had a couple of calls who have been adamant in saying, "Yeah, that's it. He is what he is. This guy's never going to be able to be a good passer." And I guess, Potsy, we're all kind of hanging on to what he did in college still in terms of the passing. Is it right to continue to hold on to that and, and think? Because I still think it will translate to the NFL. Or am I just am I falling behind here?
4: No, I think I don't think that's uh, I don't think it's like you're you're being like uh, overly optimistic to think that he can do in in the end he can be as as prolific in, right. in uh, the NFL as he was in college. Look at the supporting cast he had in college. When he had a good supporting cast, pretty good. Yeah, good point. Um, he could play the position. He was good at the position, um, but we just haven't seen it in the NFL. Like I've always said, you know, he's one of those guys, and I think he is. I could be wrong about this, but he's one of those guys where you know the offense has to kind of prop him up and may and 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 develop him. Uh, into an NFL quarterback, and then uh, with his skills, with his athletic ability, he should be able to carry a tip, lift a team on his shoulders eventually. I've been saying that all year, and I still believe it, but we just haven't seen you know, the second part of that. You know, uh, the Bear, We haven't seen the first part. The Bears still have to get an offense that can make turn him into a quarterback, and so that's why you're going to go to the off season kind of somewhat confident that you have a guy, but still not knowing if you have the guy. And, and frankly, uh, around here, that's progress.
2: We're talking to Mark Potash here on 670 to score. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. Mark, you know, we're talking about Justin Fields. And an area of concern of mine is just uh, his ability to protect the football. You look at he's leading the league uh, with 16 fumbles right now. Do you think that's just a result uh, of us having a mobile quarterback that's just outside of the pocket more often than than anyone else? Or do you think there's a true concern there? Uh, I mean because you even heard him talk about the interception to, to Aiden Hutchinson right I probably probably shouldn't have thrown that ball it was it seems like a, just a careless moment uh, is that a concern for you you know in, in, in coming up with next year?
4: yeah I think it's always good it's always a concern and with any running quarterback it will always be a concern it's a concern with any running quarterback and um, because so many times uh because they're so good at it they believe they can make every play and that's when you're not thinking about the guy coming up from behind you and and stripping the ball away now yesterday i thought there was a you know it was a situation where you know he had opportunity to make a play and didn't you know there might be you know there're kind of more issues there than than uh, maybe we want to uh, see but um but that happens with him and he's still learning this position so i'd say yeah it's definitely a concern and And it's going, i think even when he's if he ever gets to a point where he's really good an elite quarterback, i think it will be a concern then too, because I think his whole m o is just to make plays and to think he can make plays, and that's only going to become a bigger factor for him as if he if I keep saying if if he gets if he gets to another level. So because that's what makes him. So I think that will always be a concern with him. But you just think that in theory, if he's good enough, if he reaches the level the Bears think he will, uh, those will be mistakes that you can live with. Whereas right now they just look like they're keeping him from being a good quarterback. So that's it's a little bit different perspective now than it, than theoretically will be in the, I guess what I'm saying. Is I don't want you to think I don't I don't I don't I don't think this will be one of those things where oh he'll never turn the ball over when he's good you know that it's not I, I don't think I I just don't think it's that kind of an issue yeah if you're a
2: running quarterback I mean obviously the uh, the uh, the ability to fumble is going to be there Justin Fields leading the league with 16 fumbles but I just want to put this out there. Josh Allen has 13 fumbles, so not not too okay. far behind is a guy that a lot of people still think highly of.
3: Patsy, I was not out at Dallas Hall today. Was Were there any questions about Fields' health? I assume that he's, as far as they're concerned, he's full go this week, and there's no questions asked that he'll be playing against Minnesota.
4: Well, no, actually, on the contrary, there Uh-oh. is definitely a question of whether he will be playing, and and, uh, and Matt Ibriflus was asked about that yesterday after the game, and Said, you know, two, I think he said two things. He said, "Yeah, if he, yeah, he will be." The plan is to play him, but he's going to talk to Ryan Poles about what their plan is for the, for for uh, for the 17th game. And now today, he kind of uh, uh, under some uh, under some questioning, uh, kind of uh, revealed that uh, there's going to there is some doubt whether uh. Uh, there's good, there's a decision to be made, and it just sounds like. Um, if Matt Eberflus had his druthers, he would play his quarterback, give them all the experience. They're so big. Okay. Tell just by keeping fields in the game yesterday when he was definitely, uh, above that, uh, the, the, the barometer of, uh, uh, or the threshold of harm's way, uh, which was what uh, Luke Getze said would be the only reason they would not play him. He was definitely in harm's way. They still played him. They, they want him to get every snap he can get, no matter what the situation. But but it just sounds like Ryan Pohl said, hey, let's think about this. Okay? Mm. So Fields you know, is and, down. And so field I think they are going to think about oh, it. I think yeah. they are going to talk it over, right. and they're going to make a decision on whether he should play. There's two, you know, There's two factors involved. There's his health, because his offense just has not made enough – Ground uh, in almost every facet, in, including the running game. They're just not, you know, they're still, they're not as good as they were at their peak. But uh, that he is, that that it's just, it might not be. There's a, there's an injury risk there. But also, probably, maybe the more important thing is that they have a chance to get the first, the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> and 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 uh, and frankly. Uh, they've lost of these nine straight games. They've lost eight of them with with uh, Justin Fields at quarterback. So it's not like if he plays they'll <laughs> yeah. win. If he doesn't they'll lose. It's not going to be one of those obvious. You know, I hate to use the word tanking, but one of those obvious situations where they're just you know, more interested in losing than winning. But I think they can use uh, any kind of uh, 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 the sniffles uh, or any kind of, any kind of uh, minor uh, bump or bruise uh, to to say, hey, listen, maybe we, we're not just gonna, we're not going to take any chances because they do have that you know they do have that possibility with uh, I think Texans are playing at Indianapolis and and uh, Indianapolis has their own. Draft concerns, and they need a quarterback, so they might not be very interested in winning either. So there's uh, definitely the possibility that uh, the Bears could get the number one pick, and I think uh, either unofficially or officially, that's going to be a factor in this decision.
3: Well uh, It's such a great point that you made too about uh, Justin Fields. If he plays, they're going to ruin it. They've lost nine straight games with Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, they can lose with them. They've yeah. proven that. So yeah. that's,
4: that's not you know, but that just helps prevent it from being a real obvious thing that the the league that would get the league's attention or, or, or get or invite criticism. Yeah. So, I, I think he I think, should
3: play. I want to see him play. Do you want to see him play, or do, are you more of the let's be reasonable about this and be concerned about uh, what, what appears to be the franchise quarterback?
4: Well, I think he should play if he can. If, if it's going to be, a, if they're going to be competitive, uh, you know. And I know that's a, uh, that's a tough thing to say because you don't know if they will be. So I, I think, yeah, I think he should play just for the very reason, not for the only reason, but just because. That doesn't assure them of winning and, and, and blowing this number two or even number one pick. Um, but I, I, in, in a in a competitive game, it helps. The only question now is what are the Vikings going to do because they have a chance for the number two seed, yeah. which they might not even want based on where that puts them in, in the in the first week of the playoffs. But they do have that chance. So they, they, and, and and after the game they played yesterday, they might want to play their guys. I mean, that's one school of thought that they need it. You don't want you don't want to go into the playoffs with that taste in your mouth. You know, the Kirk, Kirk Cousins and uh, throwing I think like three picks and things like. That. So maybe they want to play it straight. But if they don't, then that's that might act, that will be a factor as well. So I think they got to figure that out too. But um, I think if the Bear if this is a if the Bears can get a competitive game, I, I think it's a good. Um, I, I think it would be a good experience for, uh, for Justin Fields. But again, with this offensive line and with this wide receiver core, you just don't know what could happen. In the past weeks, even against the Eagles, the Bills, I know they got kind of – it was a bad game at the end, but they were competitive against two playoff – two contending teams – you know that helps if they, you know, if they can get a good experience for Justin Fields. I think that helps. I don't think they need to just, you know, sit him. But if it's going to be like it was in the second half yesterday, uh, at any at any at any point, uh, you <laughs> got to you got to. It doesn't make any sense.
2: Mark, appreciate- he's not he's
4: not gaining anything, and he's not gaining anything. Even if he would, even if he would have thrown three touchdowns against that defense at the end in garbage time, that wouldn't have helped either. So. That that's a loss loss.
2: It would have helped us kind of thinking about what him and, and the ability of, it. and then Mark wouldn't want Mark uh, Grody wouldn't want him to play the last game because he would have already thrown for three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I would have been satiated. <laughs> Mark Podash, thanks for hanging out with us today. Appreciate you giving us some time on this Horizon Therapeutics Bears Monday. All
4: right, thanks guys. Always good to talk to you guys. See you, of course,
2: Mark Podash hanging out with us here on six seventy the score. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. All right. Uh, on the other side, we're going to get an opportunity to talk about, f- continue to talk about Chase Claypool, who we really haven't d- kind of like did a deep dive on. And then there's somebody else on this Bears team that you feel like your 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 frown has been turned upside down when you think of him. Who is that guy? For Mark Grody, we'll discuss on the other side. It's Gabe and Grody here on 670 The Score.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
5: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mango. Afternoons on the score. Trips right for Justin Fields. On second down and 19. Takes the snap. Clean pocket. Going to wind up and throw the middle incomplete. Going for Claypool. Couldn't get it at the 35-yard line. Chase Claypool here today, but that is his first target of the day. And the two-minute warning has arrived.
2: Jeff Joniak sounded <laughs> miserable <laughs> mentioning that stat. He's like, ah, oh, Chase Claypool's uh, here. His first target on the day. He's here, but not really. Did you think that was Chase Claypool not being open enough or Justice Field's not making a good throw? Mm.
3: I think that the play could have been made.
2: Okay. Yeah, what do you think? I think that he should have more opportunities, and we shouldn't be judging him off of one pass. <laughs> no, one there's no target. doubt about.
3: It. I'm not mad about that that play, or I, I yeah, I'm, I guess I'm mad. It's a relative, of course. One target in the game. I mean, if I'm Chase
2: Claypool, first of all, you always if you really think about the job of a wide receiver, they are running at full speed seventy times a game and getting the ball five. The tough job. Absolutely, and Claypool
3: like Bears fans like some of us, is frustrated with what has gone on this year. And there was a moment yesterday, and I, full transparency, I was not at the game yesterday. I was not on the sidelines yesterday, okay. or I would have complete clarification on this. would have been nice to have been there to see that because apparently Chase Claypool was a little bit heated on the sideline, yes. A little frustrated, and it was letting some of it out on the sideline. And justin fields was was asked about what was going down there
6: with chase claypool he was frustrated you know he's a he's a passionate player he's he's passionate about the game i i think you know his emotions you know he, he was just showing his emotion which is which is cool it's, it's it's great to have emotion in the game but you just have to know you know how to control it can't let it come out like that because at the end of the day that's that's not helping anybody that's not helping the team everybody's frustrated you know we're getting blown out like just just, just call it what it is we got punched in the mouth everybody you know everybody feels that way but you know we talked to him i talked to him like you know that's not gonna do anything that's that's not helping anybody that's just you know spreading everybody apart you know we need to be here for each other stick with each other and you know fight you know not many teams in this league are you know gonna fight the way we did you know i just i just i don't know i'm i'm getting really passionate but it's just like every drive we were getting blown out and i'm like yo like i don't care what the scoreboard is we're gonna go out there we're gonna play our hardest and you know they they know that i'm doing that so i mean of course going back on chase you know he's passionate but just just has to learn how to you know control those emotions and keep them inside and just you know what's going to you know be best for the team. He was like, "Yeah, my fault. You know, I'm just I'm just frustrated right now." So he responded well, and I think he you know learned from that moment and you know just 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 going to grow grow from. It.
2: I will say this: growth, Justin, right there, sounds like a quarterback that's been in the league for ten years. Yep, that's talking to some rookie who is a hothead and just really giving him the best advice possible in that moment. Like, hey, this does nothing for our team. We're all upset, but that you accomplish nothing by by you know Showing everyone else that 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 you're frustrated. I thought that was really really cool. That was Justin great. Fields.
3: That's by the way. That's Justin Fields riled up as he even, yeah he he even does I'm his own Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? He, he does this <laughs> you know, when, when you say that you're getting hot. You're probably not getting that hot, but that's just Ju- Justin Fields. temperatures run a
2: little lower <laughs> yeah, yeah. than most of us. I which loved is it though. In, oh, it was because it wasn't it wasn't disappointment. That was a cool thing. If you're listening to the tone, listening to the delivery. It wasn't disappointment. It was ownership. It was, hey, this is this is my thing, and if I'm not going to be upset, you're not going to be upset. It was like that's how I felt like it was coming down.
3: Right, and he was saying, hey, understand you're frustrated. Can't have it,
2: though. I can't yeah. have it, you know? I'll that- hang out with you during the offseason, and we'll get on the same page. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is a S uh, S show. And we just got to deal with it in the present.
3: Right, exactly. And I, I think that, you know, and, and obviously Claypool cooled down and it sounded like it doesn't even need to be discussed any further than today unless it erupts again. But but honestly, you know, part of what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, yesterday was an embarrassing loss and I did not sense any anger or frustration from the Bears. So in part... I don't know what was said or what went on or if it was inappropriate that Chase Claypool did it, but I was glad he was
2: pissed. Yeah. Do you think it was more about – because, I mean, you have to put – I mean, obviously everyone's trying to figure out the why, right? I mean, and he's not going to give you the real answer. Gabe Nagy in the house, the why. Well, I I, I do want to know why. I know, Are you (laughs) mad because the offense sucks? Are you mad because you're not getting the ball? Are you mad because, you know, you came into a situation where you thought Justin Fields was going to be able to give you the ball where they told you, hey – or you thought, there's no one number one receiver on that team. Darnell Mooney's not there no more. I'm going to get targeted 10 times. Is that the frustration? So for me, it's trying to figure out why are why were you mm-hmm. so frustrated right. in that
3: moment. Right, and I think that we could probably, by the context, the game, we could probably guess why he was frustrated, that he was targeted once in the game and that was an incomplete pass to him. And right. then, and, and then and maybe, and you're right, we, we do have to figure out the whys, but probably an accumulation of everything. He knows the expectations. He knows what went down. He knows that there are people like... This is either the right place or the wrong place for him to have been traded because there is immense pressure now on Cole, on Cole Komet, on Chase Claypool yeah. because not only because of what they gave up to get him and the expectations that come with that and the and the raw talent that Chase Claypool seems to have but because of the because of the Notre Dame connection like yeah. people know Chase Claypool a little he better he has friends area. in the
2: Chicagoland area
3: the land area is a little bit people are a little bit more passionate about him whether that's right or wrong. So, let's move let's move on though to the the cut that's probably even more important. So there was that incident right there, right or wrong, still need to figure out the why's. But what about the chemistry between Justin Fields and Chase Claypool? Where is that, Justin?
6: He's a hard worker. I know he wants to be great, so I think, you know, just the more time we get to spend with each other, the more time we'll get to, you know, know each other and I told some some guys in there just you know just being able to practice early in the week that just gets me on the same page as him just you know seeing how he runs routes and this stuff like that so of course we want to get him the ball but um yeah i mean just being passionate about the game like he is and you know his his want to be great i, I think it's good for our team and you know uh we're just going to keep getting better and keep running and y'all got to keep in mind that he came in the middle of the season it's, it's hard to learn an offense like this you know in the middle of the season and i think you know he's done a good job with that but you know by the time next year we're we're rolling. I mean, it's a whole off season, you know. I'm gonna you know, link up with him in the off season and we're gonna get work in and you know, we're gonna keep, you know, working and I just just, I just know his passion for the game and know, you know, his work ethic and I know that he wants to be great. So we're gonna get together and uh work out and just just, just get on that same page in the office.
2: I believe him. Mm-hmm. I I I believe Justin and how he sounds like he doesn't it doesn't sound like fluff. It's like, hey man, yeah, listen, our team sucks. This is what this is my interpretation. Our dude, guys, hey, hey, guys, chill. Our team sucks. I didn't get a lot. Of, I didn't get a lot of time with Chase. We're going to fix that. I got a good receiver there. He mm-hmm. has to understand that. You got to understand that.
3: And you all have to remember. Yeah, and you all have to remember. Just dropped into the locker room yeah. middle of the season.
2: And I, I, I do understand. It's it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on six seventy. The score we're filling in for Parkinson Spiegel today. One thing that one sentence that has followed Chicago around is that this is where receivers go to die. Thanks to, um, Muhammad. Masim Muhammad. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, here we are. Quarterbacks removed. Coaches removed. GMs removed from that statement. But I'm sure someone in Chase Claypool's family has texted him like, bro. Oh, uh, no. This is where receivers – what did you expect was going to happen? This is where receivers go. to. What do you think about that statement?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, where quarterbacks have gone to die, where wide receivers <laughs> have gone to die. Coaches. That's Unless you're Johnny Morris, That's Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Marty Booker, probably throw in there. Um, Darnell Mooney—he's at a thousand yard. I mean, that counts in in Bears lore, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, no, of course that plays, in, and I'm sure he is hearing that, and uh, and obviously, I, I don't—they are working towards the the Bears have been to their credit, like for years now. They have at least have had the thought in their head of having modern offenses. Sure. Starting with Jay Cutler. That was a a sign of the times. Like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna trade our we're gonna trade a ton to get Jay Cutler in here and fling the ball all over the field. <laughs> Fast forwarding, the Bears hire Matt Nagy. They've they have drafted Mitch Trubisky under John Fox. So there you have it. That this is like we looked at Matt Nagy as this is modern offense. He worked with the Chiefs, and he's got all these great ideas. And he's Andy Reid part two. <laughs> We've got the guy, and then no, it didn't come. So, yes, if the receivers want to put that reputation on the Bears, that's where receivers go to die. That's fine, but they're they're not trying to be what they what they still are. Not this year. But over the past several years, still a defensive team that runs the football well. They're not trying to do that. They'd like to modernize. It just hasn't worked out. The part that I like that that Justin Fields said really quick was, hey, he said, next year, we're rolling. We're we're rolling this offseason. We're rolling next year. And I think it goes with part of what you said. This year has been a buy year for all of of the players, for the coaches. But Mark,
2: what does rolling mean? Like, because well, I, I can't, I don't see it. I can't envision some offense where, you know, we have a thousand a thousand yard receiver with with a hundred receptions. I, I was like, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around okay. what
3: rolling means. What rolling means to me, and maybe we'll able to listen to the cut again. But to me, the context of that was. Yes, all of this sucks right now. We're not. I am not connecting. This is Justin Fields speaking yeah, no, in, in my head. Um, we're not just Chase Claypool and I have not had great chemistry, or we've not connected a lot. But next year we're rolling, and that's not going to be an issue anymore. I'll get my five catches for seventy-two
2: yards to Chase Claypool in the game. Like, but, okay, so that, he's kind but of that, but saying, that was it though because it was rolling, that, and that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, rolling okay. means five catches, seventy yards, right. not. Nine catches, one hundred not absent.
3: Like he's been right. absent. That's fair from the from the offense. So I think I thought that was Justin Fields saying, "I get it. It blows. It ain't gonna be starting with the off season, We're gonna hook up. We're gonna connect. I'm gonna be throwing passes to him and Darnell Mooney and anybody else that they feel is gonna be on this roster next year. And then we're gonna be rolling. So he's kind of excusing this year." But he's also saying, look out.
2: Yeah, because if you're looking at this Bears team, I mean, uh, Chase Claypool getting here I don't know, six weeks ago or so. Darno Mooney second in the team in receptions, and he hasn't played a snap since November 20th behind Cole Komet. Still second, huh? Still second. Yeah. And Cole Komet, obviously, since uh, the 20th, he's gotten, what, 13, 18, 24, 27 receptions since Darno Mooney's been gone to then take the lead by just six receptions. Yeah. So that's tough. I mean, if you're if you're if you're Chase Claypool and you're seeing that, you're like, dude, nobody's getting the ball in this offense. Right, and and there you go. So like, if we want to
3: pontificate on or think about what he was frustrated about, that probably adds to it that it's a frustration that probably a lot sure. of the wide receivers on the Bears have felt this year, that they have been more part of the blocking scheme at times than the actual receiving game yeah. this year, and it, it builds up differently for different players. And, and
2: it's, it's it's interesting you bring that up from the A47 just texted in and said, would you guys please acknowledge that the offensive line is just disgustingly awful? They need a line. They got some capable receivers, uh, but, you know, and so, I mean, Listen, it, it, for me, the offensive line has been bad all year, but the play of the offensive line yesterday was exactly what that texter said, disgustingly awful. Oh, right. You felt
3: like on every play, Justin Fields was going to get Zero hit. Zero
2: time, pocket collapsing. Justin couldn't, couldn't allow the play to develop. And again, to me, that was okay because throughout the course of a game, maybe that happened 60% of the time. So you still wanted to see what Justin could do in that 40 but I felt like yesterday it was zero percent of the time he had the ability or had a clean pocket. It or was, it was to, very
3: unnerving was watching bad. him. I will admit that. Yeah, I mean, and he he has the the big run. And after that, we didn't see it. He's over on the sideline. He's getting his god. It would have cramping up in the there. Uh, had stretching out his legs, and then
2: he stops running for a series like blatantly. Yeah, like, look, look at all that space. They're letting Montgomery, and then they they were letting Montgomery have a couple runs. You yeah. know, from like the Wildcat, or just you know, kind of filling in that space. Tough, tough position to be for for the entire offense. But right? if, yeah, because yeah. you got to see the future, and that's that's got to be the hardest part, right? Not just for Coach Eberflus, but for Justin Fields as well, for Chase Claypool, for Darno Mooney, for Cole Komet, guys that are going to be here next year, it's got to be tough to try to visualize what success looks like in the coming seasons. Is that just a more balanced offense that performs at a slightly higher level, or is it a complete revamp of your offense to think, you know, that that your, your quarterback and your wide receivers are going to be at the
3: forefront of what it is that you guys are trying to do. Man, that's a 4-hour show right there and we're we're going to talk about that <laughs> a ton once this Minnesota game ends because now we fit, now we all have to think about it. What is reasonable? to expect out of the Bears in terms of upgrading the personnel, not only upgrading it, but having it be legit. Because if you go draft a bunch of really talented guys, there's no guarantee that those guys are going to be good. So if you really want to guarantee your team makes a jump up, then you are going to be super active in the free agent market. Right. But it, it, I still wouldn't expect him to spend $150 million. No. And that's yeah.
2: what I was saying too, Mark. It's like, everybody's like, oh, Bears got the most money. It's about to go down. It's like, no, no, no! You have to be smart and think how much money is going to be left over. Yeah, they're not because they're not blowing the whole one hundred and fifty on personnel. Right? There's going some, unless there's
3: stuff that falls on their lap. You know what I mean? Somebody becomes available that wasn't going to be available, but that would probably. I mean, I be, hope so. Yeah. I mean, so, so let
2: me ask you this then, Mark: If the Bears were to make some moves, right? And I'm not just talking about the draft and who they can draft, trade, and no, I'm talking about the Bears as a whole—an off-season of changes. Like what team is the Bears then becoming in 2023? Mm. Right? What team are you looking at this year? Is it, is it Miami? the Jets? Miami? Okay. Neither of the on New the York outskirts? Teams. either of the New York teams, right? The Giants? Okay. Where you're on the outside of the playoffs trying to get there but but you're still You got
3: awful but, one year and then you're respectable the next year. But That's I feel like the Giants happened.
2: don't have enough upside in them. Where like the Bears would still then have upside. I'm trying to find that team. Okay, I'm just looking at record I'm, alone. Yeah, when I'm I say looking that. at yeah. I'm, and I'm looking at like like you mentioned the Dolphins where You know, obviously the tool situation, maybe a little bit better defense, and then you guys can actually compete at that high level. I think that's where the bear. I mean, geez, in a perfect world, my God, I'd love to be the Miami Dolphins Yeah,
3: (laughs) next year at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, God. Are you the
2: Niners? You know, are you the Niners mm -hmm. where you're like a little bit better and you feel like you're a a piece or two away? Right. Because if you're looking at the rest of the league, I mean, who's there? The Browns? Are you Jacksonville next year? Because you're not Jacksonville now. So so the hope is then Jacksonville? uh,
3: uh, Let me ask you the question here. Gabe, how many wins do the Bears have to have next year to make you happy? And I, I, don't, have- want, I don't want to hear, I don't know what they're going to do yet. I, I, okay. how, many, how many wins do they have to have next year?
2: I'll give you that answer on the other side. Oh. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. How many wins should they have? And how many wins do you think should they should have? 312, 644, 2 67-67. We'll take your text messages and our thoughts on the other side. Don't forget, Jalen Johnson hanging out with us at 5 o'clock. It's Gabe and Grody filling in for Parkinson's Speed. Go right here on 670 The Score.
5: baseball your way download it now for free from the app store or google play blackout and other restrictions apply major league baseball trade parts used with permission the parkinson spiegel show and here's the controversy listen we love fun right afternoons on the score
2: gabe ramirez mark grody g&g the g music factory
3: how many times did you played this song here on b96 by the way Quite a few times, I'd say that. I still like this I think song about
2: though. You, Late night in the middle of bro. See? Yeah, okay, you did. girl. Do I, see
3: you? I do, do you it? like, this is, I've heard this song so many times. Not
2: sick of it yet. Um, Give me another couple days, maybe. While we were prepping for the show at one o'clock today for our two o'clock start, <laughs> I was running back and forth to B96. I was on the radio. Oh, you were? I was on the radio. Oh, yeah. so You're
3: so smooth. I didn't even I was realize you. on the, you on the, the radio
2: until three o'clock. So even during our two, two o'clock hour, I was on the radio at B ninety six. Like Doja Cat, <laughs> glass just animals, animals. <laughs> just
3: yeah, just, just Craypool.
2: <laughs> um, you heard the promo a second ago. Mark Grody and I will be hanging out at Offsides Barn Grill in Woodstock or Woodstock. Yeah, yeah that's what I read. Offsides Barn Grill in Woodstock. That's a uh, Saturday or excuse me Thursday seven to ten. That's that's quite some ways. Now you're going to be coming from Hallett's Hall. So I yeah. did the I did the directions because I okay. wanted you to know. How long is my drive? You know, you thought it was south. It's 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 oh. it's northwest.
3: I, south Suburbs is always my default when I don't know a town. I'm
2: like, oh, that must be south suburbs. <laughs> Any suburb is a south suburb, yeah. Mark Yeah, that's what blinds. <laughs> except spot. for except for Lake Forest. We know where that's at. <laughs> yeah. But uh Lake Forest to Offside sports uh bar and grill, hour.
3: Oh. Okay. That's not bad at all. It's not bad for you. Wow. I will not walk in at the last second this time. Then. You told on yourself. I didn't say anything. I, I don't feel. I, I'm sorry, always, not sorry. You know I'm always what
2: I mean? Like, uh, hey, guys, we're doing the trifecta. Mark got it. And then I'm like. I walked in. Mark Grody's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pre- prepare I, I would trifecta. have. I would have,
3: ca- have texted you that day if I had thought I was going to be late. I realized I was going to walk in right during the open of the show. Sorry, not sorry, because I was coming from house and doing what I could do. All right, Gabe, well, anything
2: else? No, make sure you guys yeah. come hang out with us on Thursday. Uh, we will be hanging out, talking all things Bears and Bulls. And then, of course, we also give away some cool prizes, Bears tickets. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be giving
3: away bears. You know what? I think probably not because uh, Minnesota games <laughs> in Minnesota. So. It,
2: it would truly be a future game yeah. this time because we, well, we are say, giving away the opportunity for you to get on the field next oh, year. Oh, that's awesome! So oh. You, you can come hang out on the field. Oh, very cool. Yep, I, I see the folks
3: before the games when I'm doing the sidelines. There are like big masses of people that come on the sidelines. It's pretty cool. Okay. Like I would have loved that when I was a fan. Like come on the sideline before the
2: game when the players are warming up. My mom and I got to. Like, wave the flag. You know, they put the big old flag out there. Oh, yeah? We got to do that. Did you really? It's funny because they tell you, you know, right before the game starts, they wave the flag. And then they tell you, like, hey, the wind gets underneath the flag, so make sure you're holding on tight. And I'm thinking to myself, like, six foot, 220. It's like, I'm worried worried about no damn flag. Yeah. And then you get there and you hold the flag. It literally almost lifted me off my feet. Okay. Like that's how hard, that's how high that You experienced humility that day. Oh, I experienced it often, Mark. Yeah. R- Mark, <laughs> you're not, not just as, that day. You're
3: not as big and tough as you thought you were. <laughs> Life isn't what you thought it was going to be, Gabe. Yeah, it's, it's not.
2: Just like this year for the Bears, I thought it was going to be a little, a little bit prettier. I thought Did the you? Over, I thought the over six was going to hit. I picked the Bears to win eight games this year. See? Yeah. I, well, again, I told on myself but, again. But then now. again, right? You weren't expecting for Roquan to be gone. For, that's true. For, for Robert Quinn to be gone. Khalil he Mack. Thought, I don't even Khalil remember. Khalil Mack. I mean, yeah. you know. So the assumption was. Was there, but, but everybody that bet the under, kudos to you guys. Now, you mm-hmm. asked me before the break how many victories would the Bears need to win next year in order for me to feel good about the team? Yes. I'd say eight. Okay. That's a high number. Yeah.
3: but that's I was my going, number
2: this year. <laughs> I was going back through the schedule for the Bears, and if you're looking at some of the games, I mean, there's four of them that could have gone either way. And so, if you add four victories to the Bears, now that's some super homered love right there. To like Super fandom to like, you know, you go back to this guy. Oh, dude, look at this game right here. Totally could have won the Lions you're game. Right. Totally could have won the Washington Commanders no, they, game.
3: They have, a, have had a slim margin of loss. Yeah.
2: So I think I think eight sits well with me. I think at that point you got to prove that you're not, you know, a, a, a top 10 picking kind of a team. You're out of that space. Okay. But you're not a twenty to tw- not 20 to 32 to type of team as well. So I need you to be in the teens. And I think in order to be in the teens, you got to be like in the eight. Eight I'm with you. Straight. I'm with you
3: on seven or eight wins and the caveat of it's pretty obvious they're going in the right direction kind of like Detroit yeah. maybe because Detroit is like that what is Detroit they they they're at 500 eight and eight right, now. right now yeah, yeah they're, eight eight. they're they're eight and eight their defense despite what despite the what the Bears did not accomplish yesterday their defense needs a lot of revamping too but it seems like they're really on to something on the offensive side of the football uh, is Detroit. So that's kind of the feeling I want to have for the Bears next year, that that you get the wins, that you are mathematically alive at this point in the season maybe for the playoffs, and that it looks pretty good going into next year, that you'll be the team, the fashionable pick going into, I guess, what would be
2: 2024? Yeah, I just uh... – I just don't want to get my heart broken. I feel I know. like that's where I'm at right well, now. Well,
3: nobody wants to think about that. It's oh, like, we have to wait two just, years.
2: Yeah. Well, even just next year, like eight wins, like that's where my brain is at as a Bears fan. Like this is the ceiling for my Chicago Bears. Is that I want them? I'm cheering them for them to get eight and anything less than that is disappointment. Like, like so that that means a six win season is on the table. Of if course. you're hoping for eight, that means six well, is very see,
3: possible. And, and, and this is that the caveat would have to be much larger if the Bears only win six games next year, it better be because I don't even know what the offense got. No, I was going you know, to say you had major injuries, but then you probably wouldn't have gotten the six wins that you had gotten. The caveat would have to be somehow, some way you're looking at this and there's going to be all sorts of reasons why the Bears are still going to be on the upswing, but it'd be really hard to make that case. Because
2: well, what's going to happen, right? Instead of giving up 33 points a game, you're going to give up 27, right? So there's going to be some deviation that, that happens there and then instead of scoring 10 like you did you know, against the Lions on Sunday, you're putting up 17 or 20. So you're still losing 27 to 20. You're just not losing 41 to 10. So yeah. the gap gets closer. You have more games like that. Right. That's a, that sucks. I'm, you, you, just made, you just made me upset. I just flashed. The whole season just flashed before my eyes, Mark Grody, and I'm like, damn.
3: You know what's the crazy part? At least we could say this for once in our Beardom. The, the Bears' offense is closer to being good than the Bears' defense right now. They are closer. Is it? They're, Hold on. Wait. Time out. It doesn't mean is they're it? good. No, no, no. They're closer. closer. I, is it?
2: Why I, I, wouldn't I? would make the
3: argument. Did Did you watch the 504 yards yesterday? The defense gave
2: up the 10 points that that they put up. Seven of which they did in the first. What drive about of the, the game?
3: previous weeks? And the Bears the Bears have been putting points up on the board, except for
2: yesterday.
3: But like the the offense is not there
2: you see seen this defense you know, I, this year, no? I have, I have. And I think it's a really good argument to make. I think for me, when it comes to the offense, I mean, you're simply looking at a Justin Fields that could run. And if we're talking about that taking a back seat next year and the year, year after, then then I, I then think about this offense taking a step back.
3: Well, the, now this actually, this gets sort of nuanced now. Well, maybe not nuanced. I think then it kind of, kind of, you're telling on yourself then because you're you're saying you're really not sure about Justin
2: Fields. I'm saying I'm not sure about this offense. Yeah, but offensive line, wide receivers, tight end, okay. Cole Komet. I'm throwing them in there. You're still there's still uncertainty surrounding your running back position because you don't know what you're going to do with David Montgomery, or I should say, we as fans don't know what's going to happen with David Montgomery. Whereas on the defensive side of the ball, I know I got my back four okay. I feel better about Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, and Eddie Jackson, I mean, whether he's going to be – I mean, I feel good about Jalen Johnson. I feel good about those guys. I feel good about a Jack Sanborn being a guy that can make plays and tackles. And I feel good about the ability to either draft – or via free agency, bringing some guys on your defensive line because I think if wow, you-
3: that's see that's where your faith is is huge because I was going to call you out on that. The two most important and expensive positions do not you mentioned the guy the back for God bless those guys yeah and we're going to talk to Jalen Johnson at five o'clock Ten minutes because he probably deserves a nice contract extension true as well but you know you still have to find your three technique and. Two guys, maybe, who can sack the quarterback, and that is one of the trickiest things to do in the NFL. And the Bears don't have those; they're not even close to having. But the those. path is there.
2: it? Well, let's say let's just hold true for the Bears not trading away the number two pick, right? And if they okay. like, like you wanted, select a, a you know Jalen Carter, the three technique uh-huh. from Georgia. Let's say they grab him. Okay. Well, now the, the middle of your 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 D line is is good, and then you would assume that if via free agency if that were the case, if they were to take Jalen Carter there too, that you would grab an edge rusher in free agency. So you've, you've tackled two of the biggest spaces right there. You got to, we talked about this before. What plug, what hole are you willing to leave unplugged for the bears? Because you can't plug every single one of them. For me, it's the linebacker position. So, the defense gets significantly better with just those two guys being there, Jalen Carter and a and a free agent stud on the edge. The defense gets significantly better because now your your DBs are better, your linebackers are, everybody gets better, and that because that unit plays better together. If you go on the offensive side of the ball and you get an O line, one O lineman and one wide receiver, does your offense become significantly better because of that?
3: Well, I'm also factoring in the Justin Fields faith. In that, that he is going to take so that next step you telling on yourself.
2: <laughs> saying, yeah, I guess okay, I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. telling
3: on myself as well. That that he, yes, if I'm going to sit here and say, yes, I think Justin Fields is going to be, I, I don't know if I want to use this word, superstar. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in this league. All for pro a sub. Lot, lot, Yeah, all pro. Absolutely sub, sub. I said all sub, pro sub. Sub, okay. I'd give him like one all pro year. But if I'm going to sit here and make that case, then I have to assume that in my breaking down of this, Uh, that he would have to make the logical next step up and be that guy. And then you do get Darnell Mooney back. And you're going to have, I mean, at the very worst, you're going to have Khalil Herbert still there. You're still going to have Cole Komet, who seems to be an ascending player on offense as well.
2: He's Gabe Ramirez. I'm (laughs) Mark Grody. We've swapped roles in the last two minutes. Oh, man, am I going fanboy on you? I'm listening. I'm like, what is going
5: on What about
2: Jack
3: Sanborn, by the way? (laughs) We're going to do that I mean, I mean have you noticed how bad the Bears defense has been uh, since uh,
2: GXC inborn went down? I, yeah, all we're you know. highlighting, Groats, is that there are a lot of holes on the Chicago Bears There team.
3: are, and there's lots of conversations like the one that we're having to be had. Yeah. And I think it's it's all good. We're all GMs right now. Ryan Poles For the moment. is the GM, but we're, we're playing GM right now.
2: Uh, but fortunately, we get to talk to someone who is actually on the team. Bears. <laughs> Jalen Johnson yes. gets to hang out with us after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez. Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson's Spiegel. What does our best cornerback have to say about the performance on Sunday? You get to hear it firsthand next, right here on 670 The Score.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.